0: Welcome to Karura's weekly podcast. Thank you so much for taking your time to journey with us. We hope your spiritual life will be transformed as you listen in. We start in three, two, one. Help him celebrate him until he gets here and encourage him until he gets here. Karibu, karibu sana, Pastor Peter. Thank you so much. It's uh, usually the custom of uh, service leaders to ask a preacher a question. Please come back and ask me one question. It's not fair. Uh, Ask me something, something, anything. So, uh, Pastor Peter, you know today is Labor Day, and um, we are celebrating. You know, amazing people who are contributing towards building this nation. Let me ask you, who are you celebrating today? I'm celebrating my wife. Ah, she's gone into labor. Oh wow! Twice. <laughs> you will get it when you get home. Umenda. Asante, thank you. Let's appreciate the service leader. Amen. My name, as you've heard, is uh, Peterson. Um, but the person names is uh, Peterson. And I love the Lord. and born again. Uh, married with two children. Um, my, my wife says full stop I say comma praise the Lord and um, we we are serving the Lord and loving the Lord and, and giving of ourselves to be used of him Reverend Gary called me and he said you know there's a topic I want you to handle and this topic gives me so much joy because I'm so passionate about it and it's the whole idea of the project that we are doing the building project and um what god is saying about it and the lessons we can draw from the bible um as far as that particular project is concerned so i'll ask you to stand and read with me the this reading that our sermon is coming from the text it's in the book of first kings chapter 11 chapter 6 sorry verse 11 to 14 first kings Six, eleven to fourteen, and I'd, I'd like to ask you, congregation, to read with me. I believe it's here. Can I can I get the one from, from the sermon just to make sure it's the same version? But it's okay. We can read this one. One, two, three. Go. The word of the Lord came to Solomon. As for this temple you're building. If you follow my decrees and observe my laws and keep all my commands and obey them I will fulfill through you the promise I gave to David your father and I will leave among the people among the Israelites and I will not abandon my people Israel so Solomon built the temple and completed it let's read 14 again and Solomon And please remove the word Solomon and put Karura Community Chapel and Karura Community Chapel and and completed it I hope that and I pray that this will one day be a statement that that represents our church amen let's have our seats and turn our attention to the screens A few years ago, the leadership of the church decided to start a project. And that project was to build a worship and community center. Not just a worship center, but a community center that would have amenities that the community can enjoy. The discussions went on and on and on, and it was time to execute So a committee was formed. That committee is called the Project Delivery Committee. Their major work was to execute the ideas that the architect had and the church had. The Project Delivery Committee is what we call the PDC. They met and based on the ideas Um, The people had the leadership had, and the um, Architect had they decided or up they estimated The costs of the final building to be approximately 450 million Then they called members of the church at the youth tent at that time the youth tent was where the youth sanctuary is but it was a tent to explain To guys what this project is about and as they were talking and mentioning the millions 450 million is a lot of money the parents felt and I believe this is wisdom from God why would we spend 450 million to build a magnificent sanctuary worship and community center and the youth are in a tent it was a ton It was in very bad condition and the children were worshiping in their class up to 80 per class that was wrong by the wisdom of god the parents said you know let's first settle the youth then settle the children then we can settle so the leadership of the church agreed to first settle the youth The youth sanctuary costed 10 million or thereabouts. The children block costed 55 million. Then we had to move the tent from where it it was, some of you will remember, to here. This was the parking. And also build banders. So the moving cost 12 million. There were bandas that were made for children to move there as we make their block. The bandas costed about 2 million. The balance was given the balance was, was used to give the contractor an advance to pay consultants and to pay for approvals in total you the congregation gave 165 and has, have given 165 so far please clap for yourselves 165 million the PDC asked me to promise you guys that in about a month Exactly 30 days from now It's a good thing the month is just starting They will provide to the church A summary A breakdown of that amount Very well done and audited So now after the youth were settled And the children were settled Ladies and gentlemen It was time now to move to the building. And as we were moving to the building, Corona happened. And so it costs a challenge. The contract period was estimated at 30 months. By 30 months, we've finished the, the outside of the building. And, you know, the inside can be done pole pole. But that was not the case. So Corona happened, many other things happened. Cost of building material shot upwards. And in the words, now that we are focusing on the building, in the words of Elder Minju, he said, the cost will definitely go higher than the original $450 I ask you, church, to pray. I ask you, church, to believe. And I ask you to give sacrificially towards this noble project. Every time something new is happening to a group of people, not everybody is a believer and karura community chapel is not an exemption not everybody is a believer in acts chapter 2 and we learn even in technology there are early adopters and then there is the late majority but in acts chapter 2 something magnificent happens the holy spirit as was promised by jesus is coming to his people they are all together in the upper room praying and the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon each of them. And they began to talk in tongues that they were not talking with before. These were strange tongues. Allow me to... to um, some imagination of Acts chapter 2. And to paraphrase. The Kikuyu had them talking Kikuyu. Those tongues. The Kamba had Kamba. The Kisi had Kisi. The Luo had Luo. Everybody, the Bible says, was hearing their native language. And they asked one another, What is this? We hear our language, our local language, in these tongues. The Bible goes on to divide people into these categories. And I'll read Acts chapter 2, verse 12, because those categories are. Represent the categories people fall in every time something new is happening, whether it is a new government a new Anything any project any new thing people will fall um, Majority will fall into these categories Acts chapter 2 verse 12 the Bible says amazed and perplexed They asked one another. What does this mean? 13 some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. Verse in 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 Acts chapter two, verse forty-one, the Bible says those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day about three thousand. We are, we don't know whether the believers were more than the amazed and the perplexed or those who were making fun. But from this text, I get four categories of people. Number one, church. They're amazed and they're perplexed. These ones, are uh, in any new thing, they're just amazed. They will ask you, you mean? That's the building you guys are making. Wow, it's beautiful. They're not plugged in, but then when, when they go to the village and they see a Mabati structure, they say, guys, This is nothing, what we are building is magnificent. But they are not plugged in. They are called the amazed and the the perplexed. In every project, you never lack these people. And they are easy to identify. They are excited about minor things, about things that don't matter. So they'll say, I love the way, I love the avatar, I love the video, I love the song. Why don't we change the song and are perplexed and they are amazed and then there's a group of people who are always asking questions they they don't know for whatever reason these ones are called the what's going on in any project you'll find them They, they they seem not to have an idea of what is going on and in this church we have them whether it's because they joined much later after the discussion has started or they completely lack interest. We don't know. But they're there. They're usually asking, they're easy to spot. They're usually asking, what? what's going on? What is this? what they, what, what is that thing about? I, I don't understand it. And then there's another group of people according to Acts chapter 2. These ones are called the fun makers. These ones will make fun. They'll make fun of the amount. They'll make fun of the building. They'll make fun of the whole process. They, they, they're just making fun. And in Swahili we call it kutuarangi. They find fault. They say all that money for what? If that money was taken to Trukana and we fed the hungry. Imagine what a church we would be. And I agree. It would be a noble, noble cause. But remember Jesus said the poor. We will always have. There will always be need. There will always be another thing you can do with the money. These are called the fun makers. They, they, and they are usually also very easy to spot. They will not only find fault, but they will never come up with a solution. They are making fun. You guys are joking. During COVID, you guys are building. They are making fun. But ladies and gentlemen, there's another group of people that have gotten us where we are so far. These ones are called the believers. They believe. They don't have the money, but they believe. They believe in the project. They pray for it. They are together with the, the leadership of the church. We are moving together. If they have 500, they will give 500. If they have 50 million, they'll give 50 million. But they give and they believe and they support. The objective of my sermon today and i'm sorry it's coming mid, uh too late but the objective of the sermon today is to turn the amazed and the perplexed and those who are asking what's going on and those who are making fun into what into believers and to turn the believers because we have believers how how else would we have gotten to 165 million if we didn't have believers? We have believers. To encourage those believers, to give them a pat in the back and to say, Guys, the work is not done. May the Lord provide for you as you believe and as you give to us the project. Talking of believers, I'd like to bring to our attention one believer who had a project and believed in it. And dedicated his life to this project. His name is Solomon. Solomon said in 1 Kings chapter 8. That he said, I have surely built you an exalted house. Is verse 13. And a place for you to dwell in forever. I have surely built you. What's the description of that house? Exalted. NIV describes it as magnificent. NLT describes it as glorious temple. He wanted to make it so special that those who saw it would see and honor God, would honor his God. He took more time, more effort, more resources in the service of God than any other thing he did or any other person in scripture. He completely, guys, himself and released himself into the service of God in this way. He took seven years to build the house, the temple and you can get all that in 1 Kings from 5 to 8 chapter 5 to chapter 8 This is the statement that makes me most happy when I read um, about Solomon and the temple. The Bible says in 1 Kings chapter 6 verse 14 And Solomon built the temple and did what? completed it. May this statement be made of us one day in Jesus' name. Amen. For the house of God, he needed to quarry stones from the mountains, transport them, get cedar and cypress from Lebanon, panel the inside of it with beams and boards. The house had to be coated with gold and studded with precious stones. The work involved networking with and importing ex, experts from Tyre, assisted by King Hiram. He also brought the Sidonians to help with the actual building. Listen to this, guys. It attracted a labor force of 30,000 men working on different details. 70,000 men bore burdens. 80,000 men carried stones from the mountains. 33,000 were supervisors of the work. All this is according to 1 Kings chapter 5. According to 1 Kings chapter 6, verse 2, the temple measured 90 feet by 45 feet. This was double the size of the tabernacle put together by Moses as God led him, as God led him to. Solomon saw what already existed and decided he will double it. Dedication. Dedication. And some of us might say, you know. It's it's a good thing you're talking about dedication, but you know, someone, Solomon gave because he had, and that's how normally the average person thinks Solomon gave because he had, I will give when I will have. Tragedy of that is that it will never be enough. There is no relationship between having and generosity absolutely no relationship there are people who have but they're not generous they'll not give and there are those who don't have but they they want to give they want to give and they want to give and they want to give more this little that they have they want to share one day i was getting shaved and amoshi walked in He's someone i knew as an mp with his bodyguards and they had suits and men in black They came and stood at the door. Moshimiwa got in. The Baba was told uh, Moshimiwa has a meeting in about 15 minutes. Please shave Moshimiwa very quickly. We need to go. That's the PA who was talking. As soon as the PA finishes talking, Moshimiwa walks in. It's like a movie, it's like it's scripted. He walks in, sits down. The guy starts quickly. So he's seated next to me. I was here being shaved. His was bald. Mine usually needs time. Praise the Lord. But his was easy. It's bald. So everything is bald, even the beard. So his took less time, so he finished before me. As he was leaving, I said, excuse me, Moshimiwa. Don't pay, I'll pay for you. Please leave. Go for your meeting. And you, you could have seen the shock on his face. Say, I know you from somewhere. Are you the musician? Yes, I am the musician. And you'll pay for me. Let me pay for you. I said, no, 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 no. I want to pay for you, Moshimua. And Moshimua was shocked. Because that rarely, rarely happens. He probably has more money than... Than me we don't know but for for me to think let me pay for you is not something is not kindness that Mushimiwa and many other Moshimiwas receive in your family when they know you have more money they they rarely give you gifts even even in during your birthday they will come and then ask you uncle it's your birthday But life is like that. It was Wayne Dyer who said, when you're not generous, when it's difficult, you will not be generous when it's easy. You will not. It was, I can't remember his name, but I've just remembered this quote. He said, to think, when I have, I will give it's like talking to your gas cooker and telling your gas cooker the day you give me fire i'll give you gas the day you just light i'll I'll connect the cylinder it works the other way around the day you have a heart of giving you will get something to give as i finish i want to read three prayers that i have for the believers as we turn they're amazed and they're perplexed. Those that look at the building and say, wow, this is amazing. We need to turn them to believers. So they will be perplexed still, and they will be amazed still, but they will participate. They'll give up themselves. And we need to turn those who are making fun. No, those who are asking what's going on. By giving them information. That's why I started by giving information. For you to know the genesis of this project and where it is. How much it will cost. The contractor now is saying, guys, um, we need to extend the contract to a, to a, a, a different period. And that will cost money. And Kanyana will tell you how much it will cost. And our target for this year. I pray for you these three kinds of prayers. Number one, as you decide to be a believer and participate, whether in a huge way or in a small way, it could be small to us, but huge to you. As you do that, and as you decide, you know what, I've never actually pledged and I'll do that today. As you do that, we pray number one for great peace and safety in order to focus on the building. First Kings chapter 4, you missed a good place to say amen. Amen. First Kings chapter 4, verse 25, the Bible says, During, listen to this, during Solomon's lifetime, Judah and Israel from Dan to Beersheba lived in what? Everyone under their own vine and under their own fig tree. Safety. It was peaceful. First Kings chapter 5 verse 1 to 5. When Hiram king of Tyre heard that Solomon had been anointed king to succeed his father David, he sent his envoys to Solomon because he had always been on, on friendly terms with David. Solomon sent back this message to Hiram. You know that because of the wars waged against my father from all sides, he could not build the temple for the name of the Lord his God until the Lord put his enemies under his feet. Amen. Wow. May this happen to us. But now the Lord, my God, has given me, read with with me that statement, rest on every side. And there is no come on church, adversary or disaster. This is what I pray for us verse 5 i intend therefore to build a temple for the name of the lord my god as the lord told my father david when he he said your son whom i will put on the throne in your place will build the temple for my name number one i pray what this verse says that you'll have rest on every side instead of taking your money to the doctor that you will have your money at your disposal To divide how you want eh, There are no believers today I know the second service will be shouting Amen! And there will be no adversary Or disaster that befalls your family In Jesus name So that the Lord can give you peace Now to focus On the building But like we say Don't say I will focus the day I will have peace Decide to focus number two I pray for divine provision during the construction that once you have decided by faith I'll give this amount it's a stretch but I'll give it that the Lord will actually provide God provided for two people divinely one is Solomon Solomon had it Solomon had it but Nehemiah didn't Nehemiah God raised other people who had it to support his cause. You get this that difference? Solomon had it. Nehemiah didn't, but God raised people who had. And people supported, families supported. Whether you are Solomon in this case, who has, you only need to give and decide to give. Or you are Nehemiah, who doesn't have, but I can rally people around this giving may the Lord provide either way because divine assignment has divine provision number three I pray for you that the promises that the Lord has given for those who complete building any project and Nehemiah said as he was praying he said Lord because I have done this one two three he asked for his things And once we finish the temple, because we will finish. May this blessing. That the the word talks about Solomon when he finished the temple. Apply in our lives in Jesus name. And I'll read them. 1 Kings chapter 9, 1 to 5. The Bible says the Lord appears to Solomon. When Solomon had what? Read with me. Finished building the temple. Of the Lord and the royal palace, because he built two. After the temple, he built his palace and had achieved all he had desired to do. The Lord appeared to him a second time, as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. The Lord said to him, I have heard the prayer and plea you have made before me, I have consecrated the temple which you have built by putting my name there forever may the name of the lord be in the worship and community center that we are building forever my eyes and my heart listen to this will always be there and this is a promise to us and we receive it in jesus name verse 4 what is that statement in white as for you now god focuses on him focuses on the temple then turns to the one who built he says now as for you but there's a prerequisite don't build and then now do your own things he said if you walk before me faithfully with integrity of heart and uprightness as your david as david your father did and do all my command i command and observe my decrees and laws i will do what establish your royal throne over israel forever What this means to us today Is that the lineage of our families Will not be cut off I know families that have Literally been cut off I know someone Who lost a son Through crime The son was shot The daughter Died Mysterious circumstances They had only two children the wife died then he died someone I know closely there is absolutely no one in that family to continue with that lineage and our promise today is saying God is saying I will establish your throne forever there will be someone to carry this thing that you represent someone will carry it forward as I promised David your father when I said you shall never fail to have a successor on the throne of Israel. And may you never fail to have a successor on the throne of your family. Amen. As I welcome the worship team and Kanyana, because Kanyana will lead us. Um, please give Kanyana a mic. Kanyana will lead us into uh, an exercise. We will, those who are redeeming their pledge, will redeem. Those who've never pledged, please take time and pledge i don't know in which category you fall in i don't know whether you are um, perplexed and or you are the people asking by the way what's what's this what's going on or you're the category of fan makers in our clgs we have them we have fan makers we have um those who are asking those questions and we have the perplexed i don't know in which category or you're a believer but i pray that all of us will be believers to be a believer doesn't mean to pledge a lot of money it just means that i am participating in the small way that i can i am participating and as kanyana will ask us so how many of you would like to be guests a guest of honor is not someone who gives five million ten million a guest of honor is someone who gives whatever they have and then they ask the church to vindication them i don't know in which category you fall but i pray that you become a believer that you say i believe guys let's do this for god And as I do this, may peace come to my life. May my money not be divided into so many. So many events that are taking my money. May God bring peace. That I am okay health wise. Nobody is extorting me. I'm not being conned. So I can focus on building God a temple. And let us... Remember, number two, that the Lord will actually provide. If you put a figure and say, I am stretching. And please remember, the church will not sue you for not hitting that target. It's a faith target. And number three, read the Bible and come up with verses that represent your blessing for doing this for God. Read Nehemiah, read Solomon. Claim those blessings and they will come over your life. I will ask the congregation to stand as I say a prayer. Has this message challenged you? We hope that it has been a blessing in your life. If you would like to give your life to Christ or talk to or pray with someone, kindly reach us on WhatsApp 0721-990-880. God bless you.